Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. My wife was saying, they are running to Egypt. They are running to all these um, neighboring countries. People are running out of Sudan. Where will 200 people in Nigeria run to? Where would we have run to? God forbid. That's the essence of our prayers. Thy kingdom come. Thy will. What is his will? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. I'm going to say something prophetic. And I want to say this. I'm saying this to the nation. I'm saying it to the church. I'm saying it to everybody. Whatever the decision of the tribunal, just stick with it. Don't try and fight. That's Satan's trap. And they did this, they rigged. Uh, you know the thing about politicians, all of them rigged. <laughs> just some rigged more than the other. It really doesn't matter who is in Asso Rock. It matters to some degree. Because if you have a better something, people will be blessed and all of that. But if the church is taking her place and is ruling, it is the church that will rule through intercession. And even if the wrong person gets there by some crook, all of that kind of thing, you know, God knows how to change them. Ask Daniel. We will shuffle them like you shuffle cards. There are many ways of changing government. Not only election. <laughs> God rules in the affairs of men. Elections are important. They have their place. But the fact that somebody is there, you know, election, and if they are doing the wrong thing and all of that, and the church of God is praying, and God wants, knows how he's going to change it. He knows what to do. Let God do it. I use this illustration. It was many years ago. God gave me this illustration. Maybe 20 years, 25. And it was, he used UCH. Those days, you know, we go to UCH. There's the, the, the labor ward was on the fourth floor. I don't know if it's still there. You know, I don't know. Maybe we went to visit somebody and all of that. You know, and we're coming down. Then I looked from the corridor. Then the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. He said, you know, there are two ways of coming down from here. The faster way is to go over the balcony and jump down. You'll be, you know, we did, how many people remember acceleration due to gravity? You can calculate it. You can calculate the time and the distance, you know. You'll be down in about two seconds or four or five seconds, but it will not be in one piece. And then, you can come down by the steps. One, two. It may be slow. It may be gradual. But you're going to get down in one piece. Nigeria will stay in one piece. And we will get down to the harbor of destiny in one piece. 
But if you try and force it by revelation, by revolution, oh, we are tired of all of this. You want to do and you want to fight and all of that. You don't want her to get down in pieces. But we won't even allow that in prayer. Nigeria is going to stay peaceful. Yeah. Uh, this is not part of my message, but I have to say it. But it's in the book of Proverbs. Again, I may not quote it exactly. You see, this is the spirit of the word, not as a letter. But Bible scholars can quickly find and give it to them, you know. And, and, and the scripture says this. It says, don't meddle with them that are given to change you. People want to use natural power to change God. He said, don't meddle with them. He said, only, you don't know their end is destruction. God, thank you. My son, ah, thank you. Fear thou the Lord. Everybody, fear the Lord. But also fear the king or the president. Meddle not with them that are given to change. Now, does God mean that if there is a wicked something, he will not be changed? He will be changed. But let God do it. When you try and do it, you can, you know, cause. That's what's happening in Sudan. There was a man there, they removed him. Then the people came out and said they wanted, you know, and then, then now there are two or three of them, and all of them want power. And then there's, you know, look at what is happening. Would it not be neater and better for prayer to have God to use prayer and that guy like Abacha will, will go in his sleep and God will change but there will be a quiet and peaceable life. I remember the year was 1998. And I want to thank God for my wife and her ministry. Yes, my wife went on television. I still remember NTA that time. All the pastors were talking all kinds of silly things. How Nigeria is going to scatter, how you should not go, all the people in the north should come to the south and all of that. And God gave her a word, you know, as a handmaid of the Lord, go and declare that Nigeria is going to be okay. This is the around time Abiola died. You know, everything was, you know. And people were saying, uh, you know, because Abacha had made up his mind, he's going to be the going to be the head of state, you know, from military to civilian. There was even a, an advert on television, who the cap fit. How many people remember? Some of you are not born. <laughs> Looking at me funny. But do you know people have been smuggling weapons into Nigeria? They had determined that he, the day Abacha declares they are going to fight, where would well be? But because there was a Daniel company, in the land and we were part of that praying and interceding for Nigeria God changed Abacha but he did it peacefully these ones that are coming in now the same God is there you know I don't speak I speak Yoruba you know because I'm a Yoruba boy but you know I don't think in Yoruba I think in English because it was my first language but you know when sometimes when I'm preaching like this the Holy Spirit don't give me something I say I know where you get that word from I will translate. In our language, when a new wife comes into the house, in those days, this is wrong, it's not the will of God, but in those days, our fathers were polygamous. So they used to have more than one wife. So 
many times when the new wife enters, maybe one young girl enters, and the senior wife is a little bit senior to her, and all of that, and she wants to start bragging and doing something, people will remind her that the same stick that the husband used to beat the senior wife, that is still around. <laughs> if, you, if you misbehave, they will bring it out again. The same stick that God used for Nebuchadnezzar. The same stick that God used for Belteshazzar. The same stick that God used for Abaja. Is still behind the door. Chill. It is well with Nigeria. A clap offering for the Lord. All that is free of charge. Don't worry. So whatever they decide is okay. Decisions are not made in Asurok. The decisions are not made in the Supreme Court. The decisions are made in the courts of heaven. Who has the final say? But because he loves you and I, he never wants a situation where there's commotion, war, violence, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. So he always works things out so that we will lead a quiet and peaceable life. So it's not as if God is not foolish. It's not as if the wicked and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the riggers are smarter than God. God will just allow them for a while so that his people will lead a quiet and peaceful life and then he knows exactly where, when, and how to take them out in a way that will not cause any commotion in the nation. Do you understand? Exactly. Pastor Boyga, you took the words out of my mouth. It's the Godfather effect. I don't know about you know, but you know, there's a lot of lessons in that movie that come from the Bible. And one of them was this. There was a time there was this fighting between some mafia families. So there was one particular man who was against them. But the man was pretending as if he's their very is their friend. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't. So and the, the, the Don, Michael, he knew, but so he goes to go and see one of his um, lieutenants. And he said, I know it was him. I said, I know it was him. He said, but if I start doing this, he's going to start fighting more. He said, I want him to be comfortable. He said, my father taught me something. Keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. He said, because if I keep him close, he will relax. Then I will find out who the traitor in the family was through which he could come. God is smart. When you overreact, they will just kill you. But if you take it easy, pray. God will work. And ultimately, the will of God will be done. And Nigeria will fulfill her prophetic destiny. That, you can take it to the bank. I think we need a clarification on that. All that are things pertaining to the kingdom. <laughs> thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we, we saw all of that. And um, he wants it to be in our hearts, in our bodies, all over. 
you know, so we can manifest the glory of God and make disciples in every nation. I made mention of the fact that we'll be partakers of the powers of the age to come. That is the purpose of the manifestation of the sons of God. Well, the means of it. The purpose of it is to destroy the works of the devil and be a witness so that people in the world can see. It's only after that we can go. Where we are, where, you know, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached unto all ethnos, all ethnic groups, you know, for a witness, then the end and then, then the rapture will happen. So, you know, uh, uh, this is the purpose. This is why we must, like I shared last time, enter the kingdom. Being born again, you haven't entered, you have entered, but you have not entered fully. You know, so through much tribulation, we enter the kingdom of God. We have to have a substantial number of Christians who have entered the kingdom and can manifest the glory of God. Those who have the full anointing, the, the spirit without measure, and then the people under them who have the borrowed anointing, and then take it round all the nations. These are the things pertaining to the kingdom. Without this, we can't, we can't, we can't close this age. Now, I heard some, you know, I heard some Bible. I listen to other people because I, I'm learning. I don't know. No, no one knows everything. No matter how much you know, there's always more to know. And many times, God in his wisdom, he will bring it through people that you may even know more than them in some other areas. But there'll be one area where God will bring something and you won't get it by fasting. You won't get it by praying. You won't get it by reading your Bible. You will only get it by humbling yourself and listening. I learned that over the years. Yeah. That's why you have to listen to other people as God leads you. You know. So I've recently I've listened to some people. And you know, there's the same mistake. It's like a recurring decimal. You know, that the rapture can happen anytime. It can't. It can't. Just cannot come tomorrow. I've been saying this for 20 years. And I've been proven to be a, a true prophet. And turn to your neighbor and say, possibly prophesying again, no. Jesus is not coming tomorrow. I will see you on Tuesday here. <laughs> How can I say that with such confidence? Because he cannot come until the church, there's a part, not the whole church, but a portion of the church has come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That has grown up into him in all things. He must have a glorious church. He said that he might present it to himself. So he's going to rapture it. Then present it to himself. Now, so before he raptures it, it must be without spot, blemish, wrinkle, or any such thing. That's why he can't come tomorrow. And then don't you know, thank God he can't come tomorrow. Because if he came today, I'm not sure. If I would be presented. That's why it's still working on us. With the blood, the word, and the spirit. Removing the sin nature. Removing wrong attitudes. And all. There's a work to be done. Work in us. And then work through us. That's why I can't come. Yet. It's coming. Don't misunderstand. But, you know. And, and, and when we, as we do this... We partake of the powers of the age to come. We bring the, the powers of the millennial reign into manifestation in this age. Heal the sick. In the millennial reign, there's going to be no sickness because Satan will be locked up in the bottomless pit. He's still, he's still around now. But when you got the manifestation of the sons of God, we're able to enforce. That's the word enforce. We're going to see more of that. You know, we enforce the kingdom 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. So in our sphere of influence and our sphere of operation or where we are operating at that time, we now enforce the millennial reign conditions in that place. It will not be universal all over the earth all the time. That will only happen during the millennial reign. But there will be pockets of time, uh, snippets of time, uh, and, and geographical locations, you know, where that influence will be enforced. And people will be partaking and enjoying, you know, the, the, the benefits of the, of, the, of the age to come, even though they're in this life. I'll tell you one of them. It's just been flipped to me by the Holy Ghost. You know, you know, in the millennial reign, people will be living to 900 years, 800 years. You know, it's a thousand years, you know. In that time, if somebody dies when he's 100, they'll say he's a child. It's in the Bible. Why? Because the death process has been reversed. Because Satan, who is causing it, has been, has been uh, 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 chained and he's been put in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. So he's the one who is causing all of these things. You know, all these uh, 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 distorted geographic, climatic conditions, climate change and all that kind of thing. You know, there will be nothing like that in the millennial reign. But you know, you can enforce it now where you are living. We, got, we you know, went to England for Moin's wedding. So I remember <laughs> Pastor Wiley was cracking a joke, you know, and he was, he was, it was a little cold, but it wasn't too cold, you know. But, you know, they had prophesied or, or predicted, not prophesied, you know, that it was going to be very cold, you know, and this and that and all of that. It was cold, but it wasn't too cold. So Pastor Ali was, was laughing. He said, Pastor, you know, anytime we come, once we're around, the weather changes to be what we've done over the years. It's the truth. That's what it means to reign as a king in life in Christ Jesus. Same thing with the weather, the same thing with traffic, all those kind of things. You cannot control them. So when there's normal, yesterday we came back from Lagos, you know, sorry, we come from Calabar, then we came from Lagos, and all of that, you know, it's traffic. There was traffic. You know, we prayed about it, you know. We're out. These realities, it's not religion. Am I talking to anybody here? In fact, when I, when I called my wife, I said, we're ready in Ibadan. She said, ah, honey, that's a miracle. <laughs> because other people had been on the express for hours. So, what am I saying? These are things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Now, today we're going to start and are going to continue as the Lord leads me, you know, um, to look at the things that we have to do and the first one, and possibly the most important, all of them are important, but the first one is foundational, is exercising honesty and humility of heart to obtain sufficient mercy and grace. I came from a strong word of faith background. You hear me? I can hardly preach without mentioning Kenneth Hagen. Kenneth Copeland or E.W. Kenyon or one of these men. And I thank God I am proud of my heritage. I have no something. But having said that, even though they taught it, looking back now, they actually taught this thing. In fact, the first person I heard preach from that scripture, we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. 
not walking in craftiness, nor handling, I was still a young Christian then, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, you know, was Kenneth Copeland. He had a six-step series called Six Steps to Excellence in Ministry. And step number one was integrity. Integrity of heart. Because from him I've learned, you know, about Abimelech and all of that. You know, this thing is so important to God. And it's what attracts, for God gives grace to the humble, you know, and the mercy of God. The eyes of the Lord, Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, run to and fro the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose hearts are perfect. The word perfect there just means honest. We know that there was nobody perfect on the earth. Nobody was perfect. They were all sinners. Yet, God showed himself strong. But of those hearts are operate. And I've just been reminded of a character. That's why I'm going to take time in this series and break it down. You know, wherever I'll finish, I'll finish. And then we'll take it next week. You know, particularly this, this first one on honesty and humility. The Lord just reminded me of, there was a Syrian man called Naaman. Naaman. Find this in the book of Second Kings. It was in the time of Elisha's ministry. You know what the Bible says? Honey, it's an amazing scripture. You know what it says? It says, Naaman, you know, was a mighty general. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not quoting it exact, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing it. Now, Naaman, the captain of the host, you know, of Syria, was a great man with his master. Honorable. Everybody scream honorable. He's talking about this man's attitude, his heart. Not just honorable in war, killing people, but he was an honorable man. I didn't even know that script that, that honorable was there. You know, I, I didn't remember. For by him, the Lord had given great deliverance. It wasn't the devil who gave it to him. The Lord. How can God give deliverance to an unbeliever? A Syrian. I'm not done yet. An enemy of the Jews. What, 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 what distinguished this man? That God was showing himself strong on his behalf. An honorable man. Because of his heart. The man had a humble and an honest heart. But the Bible says, but he was a leper. Ah, turn to your neighbor. I say, God is kind. He's very nice. And he knows how to make all things work together. So you know what God does? Naaman does not know. Elisha does not know. God started moving before Elisha, Naaman, or anybody knew. God arranged that in one of the times when they went to attack Israel, they captured some people, and one of the people they captured was a nice young girl. So, Naaman brings her home. So, she becomes a, uh, a house girl to his wife. This girl came from Israel and Samaria. And she knew about Elisha the prophet. So, one day they are talking. And the girl says, oh, that my Lord will go to the prophet in Samaria. And he will heal him of his leprosy. Question, it's good to meditate on the Bible. How did the girl know? Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ.
Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.